0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another week of
1: Los Ejos Podcast. Mudd Losihos. Los, Ejos. Los Ejos. We could be like a golf bar.
0: Good. Okay. I I was especially beautiful tonight, boys, and I think it was uh it put some uh, real effort into that because this is week 10. Week 10. Week
2: 10. And Roman numeral X. That's Semana 10. double digit. Boom. We made it. Yeah, Worst? Leisure Fryer, we can speak Spanish. We're,
1: <laughs> we're here to stay.
2: Yeah, no. And I speak
1: Spanish much better now after my Mexico trip.
2: Welcome back, Robert. I was, I was
1: carrying back. the team down there. We had about a dozen gringos down there. And uh, when we first got there, the whitest of them all was the only one who could speak Spanish. But by the end there, you know, the more liquor I drink, I found this out, the more tequila I have, the better I am at speaking Spanish. I guess it's, it's just it's an the, amazing spirit of,
2: uh, the spirit of uh, some Mexican patron it just saint proved or something.
1: to me that I'm, I'm truly a Mexicano. Yeah.
2: You know?
0: Fun facts about Robert right there, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, we're here to talk San Diego Padres baseball. And uh, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, we've got... Uh, a lot on our plate. I think uh, we've got a lot to talk about in terms of, of basically All Star Weekend, All Star Break. Um, we're going to give you a little bit of recap, kind of what happened before and after All Star Break. We're um, in the middle of some series right now. Uh, we've got some some trade talks, some trades that happened. We didn't, uh, you know, put out an emergency podcast uh, like many of our, our other fellow Padres podcasts, but we're we're still going to give you a recap on that. Pods for plenty readers. of plenty to talk about in that regard um some trade rumors um some trade rumors in terms of of you know what's ahead uh, Hayden is most definitely going to take us down on the farm uh and, and uh, uh, we had some uh the questionable return of players uh, back into uh, what is the Padres roster uh, uh Lucchesi is back healthy looking great yes. Brian Mitchell is also back
2: god uh, anyways uh. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll, uh, we'll get into that uh, uh in a minute here but again thank you for tuning in this is week 10 uh we're excited to have you um we, we had some uh, we have a we had some couple mentions uh some honorable mentions i think uh pr- before getting into things uh gwintelligence thank you for the mention in your in your this week thank of you for uh, padres
1: twitter tearing us a new one as your introduction to us <laughs> me and aiden were talking about this we had we had Full expectation that uh, that at, at first glance they were just going to bury us in the dirt and say,
2: well, you Who know are these guys? you know H.J. Preller is uh, in the voting right now on a Twitter poll for mayor of Padres Twitter, so it's kind of a big
1: Who, Who'd you guys vote for in that? You...
2: I voted for H.J. H.J.? I don't it vote. was H.J. and... Uh, <laughs> I, this, uh, I stay I don't neutral. I, don't I stay neutral. I just tweet, but I I, I wanted just, to vote
1: miserable Padres fan, but but i think ace still A lovely still scum. has it yeah so sorry eric but i think i think mayor mayor Still belongs to the H.J. No, but, uh, but
0: you know, jumping right into things, uh, you know, and, and first and foremost, uh, Hayden's birthday is coming up. Uh, happy birthday, Hayden. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Uh, we uh, appreciate, uh, again, your inclusion of this podcast. We'll be at the stadium this weekend. What is the Sunday game celebrating his birthday? So, And
2: folks, you know you're a true fan when it's actually a fun occasion to go and watch the Padres lose to a will-be uh, playoff contender, the uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, Soaked to be out there on a Sunday, drinking beers with all my boys. It's going to be a beautiful imagine day at the it ballpark. Any other way? It's going to be beautiful. But
0: again, before we look forward, you know, as always, let's take a look back. And and uh, you know, I think the last time we recorded, we uh, were, were kind of right in the middle of the LA series. But we're still going to recap on that. So so starting off with the LA series, and and really that entire series was a story of starting pitching, right? You know, you had uh, Kershaw just absolutely dominant. Um, uh, I, I think he went what eight you know maybe eight innings versus yeah. he's been mm-hmm. dominant Sounds versus great. all year yeah. uh, uh on the flip side of things for the san diego padres uh, again we had a starting pitcher that absolutely threw a gem right, uh, mr right. eric lauer we
1: touched on that in our last pod with his yeah absolutely and, his afterwards. and that was yeah. nice
0: and then and then again you know Kent and maeda again threw a, an absolute gem for them coming into that you know third game of the series we ended up you know taking only one there for that lauer game uh you know la, LA played us tough and mm-hmm. then i think we recapped you know a little bit or i kind of had to some Expectations of the Chicago series. Um, you know, we didn't really have any big expectations for that series, right?
1: The typical San Diego's most optimistic podcast uh, expectations. I think we I said think we, we were going we to take half of the Dodgers one and take one of the, and we were going to take the Chicago series. Um, we'll have to find that audio but yeah that didn't we, we, happen we, we that didn't, didn't, get, didn't happen we didn't even get close. i think it'll us. be
2: more embarrassing if i was the one who said we'd take the chicago series I, you know to i house. think we're gonna have
1: to dig it up yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: but I think that one's
1: bad.
0: Yeah, no. And, and again, that series, in my opinion, the Chicago series, was, was defined by laziness. Um, all across the board with the Padres. Um, uh, more so defensively than anything. airs uh, across the board lost us ball games what was Friday. In my opinion, the Sunday game, too. Will Myers just uh, uh, not running out uh, fair balls down the line. That was just beyond questionable. That was really just disappointing. Uh, Chicago turned out well, as always. San Diego was literally... Packed with Chicago fans. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yep. Again, they're nice people. I. I they're <laughs> nice people. They They treated us. You know. They They came in and they were respectful. But, um. But again, we did not look good for Chicago. Yeah. It'd be better to have um, of our fans. Yeah. It's not they,
2: Not cool seeing a bunch of W's in the uh, in the crowd. Exactly. But yeah. then you know, All Star Weekend came right, and and All-Star you know, it was break? a nice
0: break. All Star break was here. Uh, Brad Hand looked. Excellent representing the San Diego Padres, uh, you know. Thank you, Brad Hand, for for looking great, and then subsequently and being traded <laughs> immediately after. So now we're
1: all starless, still again, <laughs> Pretty usual, and then yeah. that's that's
0: typical for the Padres, right? But uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, all star break was great, a nice break for everybody. Uh, we went up the, that home
1: run, uh, home run derby was, I don't know, extra exciting. A lot
2: of fun. A lot of fun.
1: Yeah, a lot of younger guys. Hoskins, that was exciting to see him just light it up at the beginning there. Great
0: seeing Javi Baez yeah. lose first round as well. Yeah, right. yeah that
1: was excellent. Uh, Harper taking it home in front of the home crowd. I always I like to see the home so exciting, sound. I thought he was going
2: to tire himself out, to be honest. I thought he was just going to be totally he, fatigued and exhausted the last I round. I think but. he
1: ended up not even having like the highest home run total because. His opponents had scored so yeah. little, and he was like the second one up. Yeah, um, but yeah, that last round of his where he ended up belting like nineteen of them out. That was yeah, that was beautiful. sweet. He went on
0: he went on that roll, and, yeah. and there was no stopping him. And you can kind of you 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 felt that pace. It mm-hmm. was it was crazy. That, was, that yeah. yeah. Another I think It was like his
1: third Home Run Derby too. So. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, speaking of a Home Run Derby, the freaking All-Star game was a Home Run Derby. That Yeah, that um, too. Oh my god. Mamo gosh. left and right all across the board, both teams. It was ridiculous.
1: I thought it was a great All-Star break. Like compared to
0: Exciting. It was very exciting. Right, right. I and, mean, you can't always and, get one like that. And at the end of the day, LA blew the All-Star game for us. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, like I, that was so weird. Like
2: Doc Roberts left in uh was it Stripling that was like just eating it seemed like he was eating um innings. Like he, he was, was getting in there shelled. For too long. He took out Brad Hand to have Stripling go in there and just get brutalized, which makes me think he was just trying to hog the glory. Yeah, sorry. No, but
0: uh, a lot on our plate tonight. Uh, We're still doing the recap. Again, All-Star Weekend, so fun. Uh, Great weekend. Um, But uh, we went right into Philly after that. Uh, We got some rain in Philly. Uh, uh, Had to cancel, actually, a game. Uh, and move that into a doubleheader, and I think the doubleheader really threw us off the week for that yeah, weekend. It really did, um, especially the way that they split the games and and didn't play them back to back. and And I don't know if that's a thing in the MLB playing back to back games, but in my opinion, that just sounds weird having a start so early and then so late in the afternoon.
1: I think I think in all there was like maybe like a three or four hour break between um, between the time that it ended, like the first game ended, and the the second game started.
2: Um, yeah,
1: I thought that that was like so that they could clear out the stadium. You know what I mean? Like you got to right. reset. You got to also like the people who work there got to take lunches and stuff. Like there's laws, you know. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I figured. So. Most I have rules. Yeah, I, rules. I, I mean it's there's all rules. like most most baseball workers are union workers too. So I figured it had mostly to do with. Uh, with employment loss, more than baseball. Yeah, but again, <laughs>
0: but but again, uh, uh, speaking of that series specifically, the first game we looked excellent. We, we looked
1: great, uh, right?
0: We the bats were out. Uh, uh, we got some serious innings out of mm-hmm. our starting Everything pitcher. was wonderful. Uh, Will Myers hit a 450 foot mammo. That was insane. But then the second game didn't score a run. Oh, and, like, and that just speaks to the inconsistencies that we've been talking about all year. Right. And, right. And that that was rough.
1: I think it was even like we were no hit into like a fifth or sixth inning there too. It might have even been been deeper. Um, it, you know, it's one thing when we see it like one day and then the next day we come out and we look bad and then the next day we look good or the next day we look decent and then we look bad. Um, but when you see it happen like that with like a just, span of three hours. Oh,
0: right back to back.
1: And we come out and, and we just like lose it. And we it's, can't eye-opening. it it's eye-opening.
0: It's eye-opening. Yeah, it speaks our inconsistency. Yeah, it really
1: makes it look like the, the times that were good are truly the anomalies of the performance here. I'll and let, that that was just take not, by Robert. That we're we're not, not that good.
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> I, Robert flipped our perspective right? so much for being the most optimistic pod <laughs> no, in the podcast yeah. uh, uh, So well, back to <laughs> Yeah, anyways. no but then uh, we again uh went up to New York, uh, played the Mets, uh New York Mets. Uh we had and, and, and again, Just in Philly, we took up. one out of two Or one out of three, I'm sorry uh, In, in uh, New York, we took one out of three as well In mm-hmm. um, the only game that we did win We had zero business winning uh, That was the DeGrom game He went, I think, eight innings, struck out ten And we still managed to sneak a yeah. win out of that Well, they,
1: they can't seem to win whenever he does it, has, a, has a good performance so
0: Yeah, and, and, and so again uh, We snuck one out there um, and, and yeah, we're on our way back
1: I, I don't even know what to say, but I feel like the Mets, like, they have to be a worse team than us, but, you know. They're just
2: air-ridden. Their air is right. left and There's right. a lot of different issues plaguing that franchise right now, um, you know. none. Of, I mean, one of which is just obviously their their GM is on a medical leave of absence. Their fan base hates the ownership group. Um, you know, I think you have a core that they don't really know what to do with. (laughs) I I actually think that there's, they're in a worse position than we are. So regardless of the record, I think we're in a lot better position than the Mets are.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and, and so again, that, that kind of wraps up our, our, you know, uh, looking backwards Uh, again, we like to do a little bit of a recap in terms of, of series. And, and just again, to remind you of, of what has happened uh, since we last recorded there, but, uh, kind of moving forward and in, in what has happened since we last recorded is, is trades, right? And, and I think Hayden is just chomping at the bits to talk about
2: what exactly happened with Brad Hand. I uh, I played a song on the world's smallest violin when I saw the push notification on my phone that the deal had finally gone through. Um, it was bittersweet, but at the same time, I saw that we got Francisco Mejia, um, top 20 prospect actually the number 15 prospect in baseball number one you've been talking about that guy right number one in the indians organization and um at first glance i was going hand and simber really but then considering the fact that they were both metaphorically grabbed off the garbage heap from you know pitchers uh claimed off waivers yeah waiver claims and and uh Simber was a guy who hadn't made a big league roster until this year. Um, you know, he was kind of just struggling in our farm system uh, up until now. So I think that was a great trade. Uh, I, th- I, think that's, I think it was a trade that was, I think, universally uh, praised by most of Padres fans that Absolutely. actually know what's going on. And, and
0: again, yeah, it, you know,
2: kind of transitioning right into
0: that. Mm-hmm. There was... A- that made number ten. That was our tenth prospect in Baseball America's top one hundred, and so that that generated buzz, you know, all throughout the league. And again, it's always nice to see Padres in the headlines, right? right? And then, so
1: this does beg that question, and I, I think someone had asked this like after our after yeah. we posted our, our podcast last week, someone had asked what how do how do fans deal with the you know every year um, we have these great players and they they're generally great pitchers. And then we end up trading them away. And I even saw, you know, most of Padre's Twitter, you know, we're all really happy. We're like, oh, Mejia, Mejia is awesome. You know, we can't get enough of the Mejia talk. But then you see some of the, like, the just typical fans who are on Padres Twitter, just on Twitter, and their comments are like, well, damn it, they did it again. And they, you know, well, we yeah. all hate hand because we see it in the larger spectrum. We're like, okay, he's not going to be
2: here for the World Series simple, run, blah, Simple, blah, blah. simple. But these other yeah. people
1: get attached to him, you know, like I did with Kimbrell. You know, <laughs> simple and plain, it's,
2: <laughs> it's, it's lazy rhetoric is what it is. Like, you don't see the bigger picture going on with the Padre organization right now. Like, I get it. You want to get behind a player, but... You know, if you really want to be a fan of the Padres right now, you cannot just kind of take the games and the current roster at face value. It's going to change. It's super dynamic right now. And so saying the old excuse of, oh, well, they did the same thing with Gonzalez and all these guys. Take a look at the ownership change. Take a look at the different strategies from the GMs. Take a look at um, just the, the the differences in player development. It's just such a la- I, I, I hate that excuse. It's such a lazy piece of rhetoric. So, so, so read
1: up uh, if you so, if you're, if you're just a typical so fan. So wrapping says, read all <laughs> that in,
0: we are stoked about the trade. I think sorry uh, again, being uh, you know wrapping that into the the Padres trade talk, uh, excellent trade. And and, and again, uh, there's more to come, right? I, I think there's more to come. I think oh, preller has wow. got a lot in the mix right now. Um, and and, you know, and, and that's, so again, that's, we've,
1: that goes on that point of of you know they were talking about likelihood of of each peop- each person to be traded. Clearly, Hand was on there. Um, exactly. I, I can't remember yeah. if well, was on the, that the list. The thing but, was, know.
2: like, there were a lot of writers were expecting Yates or Stammen to go before I think we were expecting
1: Yates to go either. Well, yeah, before, I, I, or I, or I had with. this
2: haunting suspicion that Hand was going to be moved. It just seemed like the stars were aligning, but right. a lot of like a lot of very prominent baseball pundits were saying, eh, they'll probably move stamina and Yates because the asking price for Hand will be so high." But Lo and behold, we came through with the deal there. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and I'm Yates yeah. continues to look great, right? Right. Yates still looks yeah.
0: excellent, and and so now that is a step still up, he
1: looks even better. All right, <laughs>
0: yeah, keep going, keep going, and and so I think uh you know Hayden had another point to make in terms of of kind of some rumors you right. know surrounding
2: the trade talks and and just a quick you know brief mention. So uh, I'm sure Padres Twitter and a lot of people who at least uh, do some reading of the news uh, that are Padres fans have heard the Chris Archer rumors. Now, um, I think it's kind of broken up into two different camps. It's either people who love the idea of it um, and people who hate the idea of it. I think, actually, now that I think about it, there is a middle ground, but they, you know, and I kind of find myself there uh, myself, but uh, the expectation of what the Rays are going to want, I think, is sort of, you know, it's... It's not realistic. I, I think there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, let's throw Renfro in there uh, with hedges and Cal Quantrill and we'll call it a deal. I'd like to see that happen. I wouldn't mind Chris Archer. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why I disagree with a lot of the people who think that we can't even be touching our precious lava. You wouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket for an investment portfolio, would you? No so the same thing goes i think with developing a roster and and trying to formulate a winning baseball team you can't just say okay we're going to go all in on on youth and then just you know intentionally suck um at actually putting together a major league roster and i think change the actually mentioned this as well um, as far as player development so i'm not opposed to the chris archer trade if we uh give up probably I, I wouldn't give up more than a, a top um, a 10 to 15 pitching prospect in our organization paired with hedges or maybe another outfielder or something
1: and you had, you had kind of made this comment on Twitter I can't remember it wasn't in this exact context but you kind of said something along the lines of we're gonna have to give up you know one of these top five six guys paddock gore uh, any of these other names that we have in our in our lava, we're gonna have to say bye to what what do you one or, two, well, one or two of them? I don't think
2: to... I don't think top five we have to. But I think eventually there's gonna be so much upward pressure mm-hmm. on our prospect rankings. There's gonna be so many people that are just chomping at the bit to get to the majors, right. And also have have the skill and have the caliber to be a major league player that it's ultimately gonna force our hand.
0: Yeah, and th- and those those type of players generate value on other ball clubs, right? They're they're absolutely we're so stacked at the top, like Hayden mentioned, that Sometimes they need to be traded to then make that,
2: you know, break into, into the bigs there just on another team. Like the rule five conversation is actually like a serious conversation we have right now. Protecting oh, certain us, prospects sure. because yeah. we have so damn many.
1: Absolutely. I totally so, believe we follow but that.
2: I, I wanna kind of add some sort of justification behind the rumors that we're hearing right now about these other players that we've been linked with throughout the season. You look at Rafael Devers from the Red Sox, Odubel Herrera from the Phillies, Ian Hatt from the Cubs, Michael Fulmer from the Tigers, Andahar from the Yankees, Snyder, uh, Syndergaard, and DeGrom from the Mets. These are all players that are (laughs) young-ish. Whatever. They're all players that are young-ish and that have multiple years of team control. And I think what this, you know, because we're hearing these rumors from, most of them are reputable. I mean, if Mm -hmm. Ken Rosenthal reports something, um, it's going to be a pretty legit source. Um, dare I say even John Heyman reporting something? It's going to be a somewhat legit source. I think it was the Rosenfall legit thing source. that
1: said Syndergaard might even be a part of Yeah, the, uh, so yeah.
2: you can't just you can't just say, oh, that's not happening. That's just pure you know, BS. It's pure TMZ. <laughs> it is talk. There's, you know, there's <laughs> a common thread between all these people we're being linked with. We want controllable pieces. And I think, you know, obviously the front office knows something we don't. And so... When I'm saying, hey, Chris Archer would be fine if we gave up this, I'm just going with what I'm hearing. Because, you know, we'll <laughs> propose one trade and, you know, the front office could take a completely different direction. And
1: I, I think we all agree, too, on the, the point that a lot of people make. that like, we don't need more stopgap players.
2: Right. We don't, but but I think
1: this is different. This is like we truly do need a couple, one or two aces because right now our only arguable ace is maybe Richard or Ross. And while I love Richard... Ross, I mean, how long is he going to keep up a, a decent streak? I mean, he's he's definitely dwindling. I mean, we're never going to see a 2014 Ross again. You know, we might see right. it one season, but he's not going to be the ace of the ball club. No you know no. so I think one of these moves I think it makes sense but only if you're going to keep this guy he's going to be here for four or five years he's going to be the guy who's here that that takes us all and
2: if, if that's the case I think it makes sense because I think you need somebody to lead guys like Lucchesi who we're going to get to in a second and uh, uh, Lauer and uh, Lament when he comes back into uh, a good solid rotation right. so exactly of Joey Lucchesi. Yeah, speaking Lucchesi, of uh,
0: back healthy uh Looks excellent. Uh, looked excellent in his start versus the
2: Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's... I, I've never been worried about his fastball. I'm really wondering how uh, his churve is going to evolve through the rest of this year or whatever starts he makes and through winter ball and spring training because it's not a pitch that he throws um, for command. Like, he doesn't command that pitch very well. Mm-hmm. But... I think with his sneaky delivery and just the weird action that's on it, it throws a lot of people off. So it's still an effective pitch in that regard. I want to see him try and incorporate a third pitch. I've heard rumors that he's actually look, uh, working on a legitimate, um, I think legitimate curveball. That's what he's trying to do. So that'll be interesting to see. Also, heard that, that. I also heard that Brian Mitchell is back.
0: He's yeah. back, um, yeah. and, and again, not I don't think in a starting role. I think it's a another you know a bullpen role to, to kind of fill Man, you mean? know the void from.
2: And ag- did mention again. something about occasional spot starting. Oh, I mean. So.
1: And well, I think I, and Perdomo's in a, a relieving role now. No, he started. No, he's, he's still starting. starting
0: games. Yeah, he was. Ju- he actually Damn. just had a start. Maybe I dreamt that. Um, then. Yeah, I, I think so because he just had a start. I think in New York <laughs> there. Um, but uh, you know, again, uh, you know, to kind of wrap up all of that, uh, you know, again, some big changes in our in our back end, our, our bullpen. There again, that's been our strength. Um, you know Yates and and, and Stamen are still holding it down. Hopefully that yep. they can give some consistent innings out of us or, or out there for us for I'm the time it. being, I'm right? I'm loving
1: watching them close it down. It it's looks great. It looks great. It's fun to baseball. see Phil
0: Hughes getting some 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 interesting yeah, innings yeah, out there. Really, Always making it sketchy. Always action. making it sketchy. But oh my uh, gosh. Uh, you know, and 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 the you drama know, man. At the, at the actual uh, almost the same day that that hand uh, uh, Simber uh, Miha trade went down, uh, uh, our farm kind of took a, a big hit uh, with the Tatis injury, and I think that was almost uh, dropped no. literally the day after, if not the same day, right? I, that was awful. I mean, yeah, not happy about that
1: uh, whatsoever. And, and what was it? I mean, I know he's, he's going to be out. It's his um, thumb.
2: Um, now that I think about it, and I think after the dust has settled and the shock of his injury has sort of you know f- uh, faded away, it's not that bad of, a, of an injury. I don't
0: think so. Mike no.
2: Trout had the same thing, and he was back the next season. Um, he went to the same. Uh, Tatis went to the same surgeon that Mike Trout did. He said, "Look, six weeks before you can resu- um, start or resume any sort of physical training mm-hmm. activity or getting back on the field, um, they're saying he's going to be back by winter ball." And so, I think I and and actually they made I forget if this was Casavell or actually words from Preller's mouth, but they said he could be competing for a starting job come spring training.
1: Hmm. So you so definitely the the him being out the rest of the season is more or less a timing thing. Just because uh I think they finish up in the minors in September, right? right. And so 6 weeks, I mean that's pretty much by the time that he rehabs 4 more weeks after that the the season's over. And, but um yeah. it's really not it's not that as big of a major deal it, it, it's
0: really not. And and so again, now, I don't it, know
1: if I say that he's if that he's still on track to be competing for a, a starting job. I think without the injury certainly. Spring training comes, yeah, he's competing. I think we'll see him. I mean, we saw him at spring training this I year. Would not, we'll I see would, him yeah. again, but I don't know if it's going to be I think he'll be, okay, arguable. he. We're going to put him on AAA. Maybe bring him up early in the season. Maybe bring him up
2: halfway. I would have no qualms about him spending 2019 at AAA. Me neither. None at all. Me neither. Right. Get uh, again, some we're, we're
0: talking about Children here in the basement. Dude's 19. (laughs) Uh, Again, right.
1: Do you think Uh, if at 19 you could handle. 20 40,000 people 19 I couldn't handle a part
0: time job bro Sometimes sometimes but <laughs> but again overall I think you know a, a hit right you know a hit the same day that you know those trade talks were going down but relatively pro- positive prognosis right um and and so yeah. um you know hopefully you know that heals up uh you know we wish him the best you know get get well soon my guy yeah, sign man, those dude, sign those on. cards Do it for um, but um you know I think uh, that is a perfect well you know kind of place to stop uh, before we transition into some big hot takes
1: that we've got for and later some for you, and some wind passes. Um, so yeah, uh, perfect time to do a little ad read here, uh, folks. This episode and every episode of the Low C Host Podcast is brought to you by Bitchin Sauce, it's women and minority-owned, San Diego-based, all nut. All natural nut-based dip Bigeon sauce, San Diego sauciest hometown hero. Dip, spread, and smother on your favorite savory snack. Um, and yeah, so just a little shout out to intelligence people out there. Uh, the the top-rated flavors, and this isn't just me saying this, the best flavors in the world are roasted. Uh, Green Onion, that's a This Dip is Nuts line, and uh, Chipotle. Those are first and second place winners in the Specialty Food Association. Uh, So pick those up at your local Vons, Whole Foods, yada, yada, yada. Um, And if you go to SDSU, uh, be looking for our snack and squeezers in the convenience stores next year. Because it looks like we might be on the shelves, and you might be able to get us
2: taking a firm uh, grasp in San your, Diego. They say meal plan
1: there, so oh, wow, get a little
2: little snack. Actually, probably much more nutritious than whatever you can get in your cafeteria, guys. Probably, I would. Probably, I would
1: have- it's nuts. Literally, <laughs> literally, it is
2: literally nuts.
1: Literally nuts. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally nuts.
0: <laughs> and, and and speaking of nuts, um, uh, you know, nuts are and this is going to be the worst transition ever. But it, run dude. with it, I here, know where people, you're going <laughs> Run with it, people. Here, nuts are brown, and you know what else <laughs> will be brown in 2020. Uniform, maybe uniforms, maybe our Padres uniforms. Hopefully. Um, holy crap, people! Uh, Ronnie Fowler uh, dropped some huge news in terms of, of kind of some statistics and, and focus groups that they've been running here <laughs> in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, gauging interest on uh, on on popular opinions of the Padres' uniform colors. And uh, oh, now they're taking interest to the fact that we've been screaming, "Give us brown uniforms" for ten years now,
1: for forever, right? You know, the saddest part of this whole entire news is that, um, and I heard this from from miserable Padre fan, is that blue and orange is not a part of the conversation at all. Yeah. Which is just sad because that's my favorite. The and orange is my number one favorite. The rest of the blue and orange ones, I'm not such a big fan, but the pinstripe is... Yeah. Far and away, the best. Uh, those pinch stripes, in my mind, just I, I screams,
0: believe. just screams, Caminetti, right? Just a dirty yeah, right. jersey. Oh, man. Caminetti. Oh, man. Uh, so again.
1: Good. Right, but, the but ones we're here. Pretty good too,
0: no, yeah. but Robert, <laughs> don't get us off track because we're here to talk about brown
1: uniforms. Right. And, and, and so bring back the brown. And, and so that, you, you know, that In was Mexico, a, I showed you guys that, that picture. Yes, you did. People in Mexico, know they brown. believe in the brown. And, yeah, and, and, people yeah. know
0: brown and, and they associate that with the Padres. They associate brown and gold to the Padres. And so. Um, again, when All-Star Weekend was here, that was the, the jersey color uh, or jersey schematics for that weekend. And mm-hmm. you saw people purchasing those jerseys nonstop. I mean, I think we, we sold the merch record for, for uh, All-Star Weekends or things like that, I think, that weekend. Isn't
1: that a funny like, decision-making thing? that like, They can't seem to make the decision that we should be wearing these every year. But when, when you know, every f- fan from every team is going to come into town, oh, you know what they're going to want to buy? The brown and yellow. Like, what the hell? So they can make one smart decision when when the All-Star game is here, but then... Exactly. And, and again,
0: you saw those brown and gold uniforms, again, after that All-Star year where we hosted, Was you saw those brown and gold uniforms everywhere. You when still- they would pan through the stadiums, mm-hmm. you would you would be able to spot them out, yeah. no questions you asked. You
1: still see people wearing their, their hat with the, the funky lettering, but it says Royals or it, yep. Marlins yep. or whatever. Those are sick, dude. Those are sick.
0: No, so, so, so big talks in, in, in the brown the brown uh, specter um, there. So, so that's exciting. And, and again, I think they said uh, 2020 is the year that they might be fully implemented. So yeah. news to come in, in that
2: regard, a lot of time between then and um, Robert well, is... Yeah, they're doing more research or more focus groups, I think, in September because they have to get it in, I think, by the end of the year if they want to have the new uh, jersey or uniform. Uh, design considered for the twenty twenty season. Oh, interesting. So
0: interesting, yeah. So t- time's a ticking. Time is a ticking. Maybe, uh, maybe that'll don't let
1: us down. Maybe that'll spark us too, you know. And that'll like you know be the the fire under our ass that gives us a little playoff run there, you know.
0: They, it's, yeah, the brown maybe, uniforms. Maybe, you know, the brown yeah, uniforms. Yeah, exactly. They'll win us the shift. It's, something it's, it's, like that. Speaking of a fire no, under, under our ass, and, and, and yeah, speaking, tickets Yeah, speaking, speaking of a fire under our. You know, ass. Robert has been heated about this for about. Five weeks now, I think. For a long time. Um, and and this is, and it actually legitimately just dropped today. This is and perfect. It is yeah, the five win pass, and and I'm gonna let Robert completely take this right the,
1: here. The win pass, or as as at change the Padres stated this morning, which I had noticed immediately too. If you say it fast enough, it sounds like wimp ass package. Like, this is a wimp-ass package. (laughs) This is our wimp-ass way of inviting you to the stadium. So, you know, I've been wanting to rant about uh, whether it be convenience prices or uh, ticket prices or or giveaways or whatever it may be. I've been wanting to go on this rant forever. And and then this five-wimp-ass package comes out. Um, Perfect timing. Here we go. It's a wrath. <laughs> so folks. They, they did this, they did this last year too, right? And y'all can chime in at any moment. They did this this shitty thing last year, and uh, I had pointed this out on, on a whole bunch of things, and, and Ryan Cohen pointed out immediately too. The one thing this makes you do is this makes you root against your team. That's the number one thing this does. These tickets, if if they so, you know, at the I think I equated it to like the way that we're playing right now, we're the worst team in the league, second worst on-base percentage, worst sluggo, 26 uh, out of 30 for hits, 26 out of 30 for run difference. So We're, we're negative negative one 105, so odds are you're coming to the park. You're seeing the other team score a hell of a whole lot more runs than we are, so it's not exciting baseball to watch, and you're trying to charge people 25 bucks just to watch the game from the park. Right? It costs me 100 bucks average if I go me and my girlfriend or if I go just me and a buddy. 100 bucks average easily I spend at the park. I'm happy to spend a couple hundred bucks. I'm not complaining about it. But you know, for Uncle Ron saying, Yo, you could bring a family to the park for 100 bucks," he is smoking some serious dope. And bro, well, bro I, I wonder, know the medicated stuff is good yeah. down here. I'm always on it. But he is smoking some serious motivation to think that – that you can take your family to park for 100 bucks. Yeah. These tickets should be like $5 a pop. So so if you math that out, right, you are hoping to see 20 games on this package and see our, our, our Padres win five games. Five games. Yeah. So you're hoping that we win a quarter of these games. I've got a lot more to so say.
2: What, what were you going to – Well, I mean as far as the ticket package? Yeah. Yeah, I have mean, more to say about the ticket just, package it, and giveaways. Well, here's here's my beef with it. Like you said, it's it's rewarding the fans for losses. Like, hooray! Right. Like you know, you're getting your value. You know, based on the fact that we're losing games, why can't you do ninety nine dollars for the month of May, like the Nationals do for just or like you know or, or
1: Monday through Thursday? Like I think uh, Dan from five point five said, ninety nine bucks, and then Monday through Thursday, you can come to all the games. Any and all the games.
2: Look, you get people in the park. You get the, uh, as John Gennaro says, you get the butts in the seats. Cheeks and seats. You will get people going to the concession stands and buying expensive beer. Right. Okay. People buying 1350 uh, Sculpins or Nelson the Impalers or whatever beer you, you want. Right, right. I mean, that, it, this is. Uh, I talked to a guy in the in the business analytics department with uh with the Padres, who I will not name, obviously, um on the his uh request for uh, Ding ding uh, and or anonymity. Wow, I botched that.
0: Um <laughs> and, he, and he was
2: and he <laughs> All he could all he could say was that oh well why are all these people being so negative why are all the you know they they have nothing good to say well we do have something good to say we're trying to help you make more money mm-hmm. in a in a down period of Padres fandom right. the team sucks right now so okay. you know you want to get people you want to make more money in a down period you win a championship well that that too that was yeah <laughs> no, oh, oh yeah. I'm, sorry. To playoffs, I'm sorry I'm you're gonna, sorry. You're have more the team. I'm dreaming I'm dreaming excuse me. <laughs>
1: But but I mean so so that's the thing is, is 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 it's always about it's about having more more fans in the stadium you increase that ticket revenue hopefully you're increasing your bottom line right and if you're if you're having a losing season like we're having mm-hmm. and this goes into I got all these stats right so this I I wrote this in, in all caps in our in our layout here. Get people in the stadium, get them wearing your shit, and get them cheering for your team. That should be your goal. Get them wearing your colors. And cheering for your team, not the not what happens at PECO, where it's basically just like charge a whole bunch of money because the other team's fans are going to come, and who yeah, gives basically. a shit if it's basically an away game for us. But so I I looked up a whole bunch of um, uh, journal journal entries, some literary review here.
2: <laughs> okay, the, the alright, the is well journal. read.
1: Um, but basically, what I what I did find out was that this guy had had done. He looked at this study of. Uh, do fans care about, you know, is there an increase in payroll or team performance or individual performance? And, and do those things bring more players or more more fans to the stadium? Uh, what he found out is of all the teams in, in the major leagues, San Diego actually ranks on one of the, the lowest responsive. So we don't really give a shit if we're, if we're playing well, what the payroll is it even went so far in the in the well this says in his write-up.
2: yeah this this says they don't care about individual performance as much as they do just the team performance just an actual
1: w right right well and then he even goes so far to say in the write up that padres fans will forget the last year padres fans and a few other teams are willing to not give a shit what happened last year, and they're still going to turn out at the same rate this year. Yeah, because guess what? We're most, we're generally fucking bad, so that's why we've yeah we've come to a point where we're like, well, hopefully we're better this year. You yeah, know? it's always it's always uh, there's only up from here. You know. Um, it's also so, like we
2: yeah, repeatedly hit rock bottom thinking like like brighter days are ahead.
1: Right but th- so this this brings up an interesting point if we're not going to be bringing in more people by having a higher payroll yeah. or having better performance then what's going to do it right So then this other people wrote this article about how fireworks and bobbleheads are the two uh, the two biggest determinants of well, increase. Determin- we've got the bobbleheads this year right. right Jesus Christ so that makes sense why they have a bobblehead every week they're here or two a week pretty yeah. much which hey I'm not mad who these bobbleheads have been <laughs> they're kind of pretty low nice. quality like the paint on them is a little shitty some of the eyeballs they look like they're just like all fucking cockeyed and looking, <laughs> looking different directions <laughs> but, but it is uh, you know I do love getting bobbleheads so I think that they're right on that um, but this goes this goes into the whole thing is that they're doing the giveaways, and giveaways I firmly believe bring people to the park. But the way that they're doing it, with this whole, you have to click this check button when you when you order. If you order through your phone, usually those aren't the theme game tickets. Well, you have to order it online. Well, right,
0: and, if, and with what we kind of talked about with this segment is is this ticket package. You have to do it all through your phone and through the app, and uh, there's no you know trades trade ins. There's no right. credits that you're earning. It's just a flat out. Ninety-nine dollars, you get five wins, maybe, <laughs> maybe, and and again, you're cheering for your team to lose, and so that's not something that we like. Uh, we are here at Losios are completely against this today, and yeah. and I think a lot. Of people are against this,
2: and so I think I threw up um, in my right. mouth when I saw the uh, the uh, ad in my inbox this morning.
1: So. Absolutely, we we all said it was so funny. It was like within a span of five minutes, all three of us had sent it to each other. Yeah, and then it, I went on Twitter and everybody's posting it on Twitter. Yeah. I yeah. posted it. It so. was it
0: was bad, a, a bad a bad kind of copy from last get, year. Get and, your shit together, um, and like, and again, you know. Uh, not to dwell on, on you know, the, the the podges and what they're doing you know so much because uh, we have some big segments for you down on the farm. Uh, this is always an excellent time for Let's us get to uh, get on the farm. Take a look down, down south.
2: Okay, folks, uh, down on the farm, I'm going to be doing sort of an in-depth uh, analysis on Cal and what I like to call the curious case of Cal Quantrill. How's that for onomatopoeia? Um, so, uh, here's here's my thoughts on Cal Quantrill. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, no, it's all yeah. right. Okay. You didn't sorry. I, 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 obviously, We're on the farm here, people. I, are, yeah, neither, down yeah. on the farm.
1: <laughs> Our Primero language. My grammar is the best.
2: <laughs> Anyways, Quantrill, when he was drafted, uh, I think there was a lot of high hopes for him, uh, being sort of of an MLB pedigree with his dad pitching in the majors for X amount of years. Uh, looked very promising. Coming off of his Tommy John surgery, Uh, there's a growing concern about uh, a his um, his durability, but b also his pitch mix. I think he's he's getting kind of lit up right now in Double A. You know, he's he's kind of working on his secondary offerings because he doesn't have the best fastball. Um, No, he's known for his changeup, which is really good. But you know, your changeup can't carry you everywhere. Um, he's going to be 24 next season and he's in double A and he was projected to you know, move up the ranks of the minors uh, faster than he is right now say, and like gonna... I, I'd like to see him I'd like to see him move faster I think he could be a real contributor um, but I, I think this was an interesting take uh, that I found from a Mad Friars article uh, Marcus from Mad Friars actually interviewed him uh, and uh, asked him about his recent struggles asked him about how he feels he's doing this year and he had this to say said, we're trying to take the route that's going to lead to long-term success and success at the big leagues. And that means doing some things that I'm uncomfortable with. Throwing the breaking ball on counts where I wouldn't normally throw the breaking ball. Attacking hitters inside when I can just easily go outside. Little things, which long-term, if I'm able to master that or become better at it, I think it will lead to better results at each of the following levels. But at times, I'm getting beat right now. Um... I think fair assessment on that last part. Um what do you think there's truth to that, guys? A, a little concerning when
0: he says when I can easily go outside. There's nothing easy in the MLB. This is professional baseball here. And we've we've, you know, again, you, you know, you'll say it's the year of the pitcher, the you know, the year of the hitter, whatever. Uh, hitters are swinging the bat these days. They're hitting it all over the park, no mm-hmm. matter what, they're hitting it where it's pitched. They're they're learning how to hit where it's pitched, and so um, that's what's concerning to me is that it, that persona of oh, I can easily
2: do this and that. You don't think um, that's just you know good confidence to have?
0: Good confidence, yes. But again, if he's and again, I'm not questioning what his state. Again, he's getting beat. He knows it. Um, but again, you yeah. got to be able to command both sides of the plate. I think that's where I'm getting is that you got to be able to throw inside in the MLB. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, I like I go, yeah, I, I like how he's saying. Um, I'm working on some small things and working on developing all of his pitches right now because I think if you look at guys like Lucchesi, they have two pitches, mm-hmm. you know, and great, you know, they're doing well right now. But the second they, there's a book on them next year, it's going to be harder for them to have success on the mound. This is
1: exactly what I was. Gonna say. I, I think that it's nice that he's the way that he phrased it because he could very, very easily be on the Perdomo or the Lucchesi route, which is. He's so good in AAA, so so good in AA, so good in AAA, that they don't really develop the way that they should. And then you look at Perdomo. Second time somebody sees him, they they can tell what he's going to throw. Look at Luke Casey. He came all the way up, but and and he was putting people down in AAA. Nobody could tell what he was going to throw. And and like you guys say, the major the bigs is. It's a whole other ballgame. The bigs game. is the bigs, and people—if you make one mistake, they're gonna—they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna find a way to beat you, and—and and they're gonna run you into the ground. And so he could very easily be on that same path of—he's right. gonna get run into and the ground. But if he does work on this, like he says, maybe he doesn't. And so it's smart that he knows he needs to work on well, it. And Perdomo's Otherwise, good, he is gonna be. Perdomo
2: a good example because Perdomo went back to AAA and he worked A on being able to move up and down in the zone, B on a third pitch. Because a lot of his bread and butter was the sinker down and the slider, that was those were his offerings, and it's hard to you know elevate with both of those offerings. So mm-hmm. I think there's been promising signs of him being able to elevate in the zone, elevate, being able to celebrate. throw it up uh, a little bit higher um, in the strike zone. So I think you know I, I buy into his approach, Cal Contral talking about we're talking about here of kind of working on the smaller stuff right now to make sure that it doesn't uh, throw him off track on the upper levels of the minors even when he gets to the majors but at the same time I think if you're a good prospect and if you're going to be a good baseball player like you're going to adapt a little bit quicker than this his peripherals aren't the best right now um, so looking to, looking to see him have a strong second half um, so you know on the bright side though Chris Paddock is absolutely shutting folks down right yeah, now. Yeah, he looked dominant today. Uh, I think he went what f- five and two thirds. Yeah, went five five and two thirds, I think uh, Eight one Ks. hit. Eight Ks. Eight Ks. He's in El Paso right now. No, he's in, uh, he's in San missions. Antonio.
0: Yeah. yeah, so so again, you know, a, a couple updates there from Hayden down on the farm, uh, a farm, couple a couple two kind on. of you know a quick mention with Paddock there, but kind of a full analysis of, of Mr. Quantrell there, um, and 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 you know we're getting uh, you know kind of towards the end of things here, so I think we're gonna do um, you know kind of jump ahead here, and we always like to look you know forward in terms of of, of where we're heading right now and and where you know the Padres have uh, where they're playing.
1: So yeah, we got a couple couple good series coming up here, a um, couple home series. We will be taking on the D-backs. So we got um, three games against the D-backs. It uh, looks like we're going uh, Perdomo against Granke, uh Ross against Corbin, and Casey against – I can't remember. Clay Buchholz. Buchholz.
2: Buckholz Buchholz. which Bugles. we will be at throwing back some delicious, we'll expensive be beers. And so in, so July please come by Sunday. and see us. We'll be in Toyota Terrace. Yeah, we, we mentioned yep. that. We'll be
0: celebrating Hayden's birthday. Boom, boom,
1: boom. Woo. So – That'll be nice. Um, and then we've got uh, my least favorite games to go to when the Giants come to town. we got a two-game series against them. Uh, my girlfriend always sports all her Giants gear those games. But, hey, so I got her a, a Gwynn uh, like giveaway jersey Yeah. when they gave those away a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So hopefully she'll be wearing that from now on. Excellent. But, she should be. <laughs> so that'll be nice. It looks like Daddy Richard is going to make an appearance for us uh, in the second game. Lauer's going to do the first game. Uh, who really cares about the, what the Giants are going to be pitching I'm just kidding. Holland <laughs> yeah. and Rodriguez, though. Um, so uh, I think we got some some pretty good chances there. And even on fan graphs, they say that we should should take one of the Giants games, one of the, the D-backs games. We usually look good against the D-backs. And I, I, I'm hoping that this is one of those times where they realize that we had such a shitty June. And now July is shaping up to be another like 400-ish you know average on wins. Uh, maybe the bats turn up this series and we take two of the... Uh Two against a Absolutely, and, a- and, and, the and now's
0: you know now's the time in the season where it's you know it's kind of just time to stir some pots, yeah, time time to yeah. rustle Let's the feathers up at to to the top of to the wall. division. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah, you know, kind of rough up some you know feathers that you know you know rough some feathers that need to be rough there. But uh, you know, after that, you know, San Francisco series, we'll we'll go up to Chicago, but we'll probably be recording before then. So, um, I, you know we're coming to a close here. If if you've made it this long, uh, you know, long episode today, thank you. We appreciate you tuning in today. Another one. Week
2: 10. Thank that you, is thank week you. 10. Lo C Host podcast.
1: Fan Club on Twitter.
2: Thank you for your loyalty.
1: Yeah, Drop and us a message. Anchor, wow. And, and, and f- I cannot f-
0: believe we even forgot to introduce ourselves today. So we're going to close with uh, my name's Chad. My name's Robert. I'm Hayden. And uh, Lo C Host. We're out of here.
1: Lo C Bye.